All right, wall fans, welcome to another exciting edition of Go Tell to the Wall podcast. I am your host, the one and only Sean O'Rourke, and this is episode 33. That's right, episode 33. And for those of you just listening on the podcast, we are going live on Facebook this evening. That's kind of the new thing. I think we're going to be doing this for pretty much every episode as we've done it for like the last dozen or so. I can't even keep track. So bear with me if you're only listening to the audio, but if you don't know, if you're curious about videos, they're all going to be uploaded to YouTube. They will, of course, be shared to our Facebook page as well. So let's kick things off with episode 33, Go Tell to the Wall podcast. First off, social plugs. As always, if you want to connect with, with me, with us, at Go Tell to the Wall podcast, you can do so on Facebook at facebook.com slash go tell it to the wall. Also on Twitter at tell the wall pod or at magic Muppet. That's right. At magic Muppet is my personal Twitter account. That one does see a little more action as I always mention on pretty much every episode of the podcast. And of course, if you want to check out some videos and some fun stuff, uh, head on over to YouTube and just search go tell it to the wall and you will find our channel on there as well. Um, and on that note, I'll just mention it now because another one popped up the other day. The podcast itself, the audio, the actual podcast, uh, is hosted on a website, a website, a website, an app called Podomatic. That is my host. They are my hosts. Uh, that's my host uh, for the podcast itself. So shout out to Podomatic. Uh, but of course, it's also on iTunes and Google Play Music um, or Google Play Podcasts. And there's all kinds of other apps out there that that kind of populate podcasts and everything else. And in fact, I just found another one the other day, uh, which was Player FM which has the podcast up there as well. So really, any of your favorite podcast apps, if you're only seeing this live feed video or seeing it on YouTube or something like that and you don't know how to get the actual podcast itself, those would be the best places to get it. Leave us a review, subscribe, listen, share it with your friends if you do enjoy it uh, because that's how word of these things gets out. You know, that, that's why we have all these social platforms and stuff uh, for the podcast. Trust me, I'm not much of a Twitter guy. I'm not, and I've just kind of gotten on board with it because you have to in this day and age. You really, really just have to. Um, all right. Uh, I want to give one more just quick shout out. I, on the last episode was the one year anniversary episode, and I gave a lot of thank yous and a lot of shout outs and everything else. Um, and one, I don't, this isn't even a person, uh, but I just want to give a big shout out and thank you to everyone out there that shares this and tells your friends and everything else uh, because it's impossible to really keep track of everyone and give specific names and all that good stuff. Uh, but thank you if you are one of those people that's out there sharing it, telling your friends, sharing it on Facebook, or wherever it might be, because we're getting a lot of that lately as well, which is helpful because the podcast itself has become a little bit divisive lately. I don't understand. It, it's hard for me to comprehend why it's become divisive because it's really all common sense. You know, that's it's all common sense. Uh, but some people are a little crazy and they don't like to hear common sense. You know, that's what happens when you when you when you get in, go into an argument with common sense and, and people realize that they're they're just blatantly wrong they tend to get really defensive there's there's actually like scientific studies behind this it's 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 amazing uh but because then we're 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 losing and gaining at the same time because of what we've been talking about but at the same time it's all common sense it's all common sense one more thing I want to get into before we get into our usual sections here is an update on Alec Rosenberg. I've mentioned him over the past couple of podcasts. Uh, you can we've sh we've shared the the GoFundMe page uh, to the podcast. It's also been tweeted out or to the Facebook page. It's also been tweeted out and everything. So if you're interested uh, in in donating some money to help with Alec's surgery, if, I'm not going to get into all the details of it. Um, but he, he they're raising money. Him and his father, who is a comic book artist and 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 author, uh, ha has been raising money through this GoFundMe page. And I actually had the pleasure to meet Alex this past weekend uh, when I was at a wedding uh, for actually his uncle, 
and his now aunt, um, as they were getting married, and and Alec was one of the ring bearers, and it was I, I was thinking about it. My wife said the same thing to me. She said, "I don't understand how you could meet this kid or see this kid, uh, and not just want to help him in any way possible." Uh, and he's he's just the sweetest kid, one of the sweetest kids I've ever met, and just just an amazing amazing human being. Uh, and and we're gonna continue to do whatever we can to help him along. The good news is, which I mentioned on the last episode, they met their initial goal on GoFundMe, and I had just heard from John, his, his dad, John Rosenberg. Uh, past couple days that they were able to purchase their tickets to head out to St. Louis because they have to go to a specialized hospital for the surgery for his legs and everything else. Um, and so they're, they're actually moving along on all of those things as well. So I'll continue to update everyone on Alec, uh, but we're sending as much good vibes and, and positive vibes as we can his way as he embarks on this journey. Um, and I'll tell you, it takes a lot of strength for a six-year-old to, to, to deal with what he has to deal with and, and go through this. Uh, and, and that's why we're going to continue to support him and do anything we can at Go Tell to the Wall. And really, any of you out there should be doing the same thing because, like I said, one of one of the just most incredible kids you'll ever meet. Um, and, and I'm happy that we can do whatever we can to support him. Uh, we'll continue to talk about that over the next few episodes as well, and I'll continue to get updates from his, his dad, John, um, or his uncle, Seth, uh, who happens to be a good friend of mine as well. Uh, oh, and one, one other thing I want to throw out there, and I touched on this on the last episode, and I got, I, I got to make sure Bridget's on top of this one too, is we came up with a new, a new Go Tell It to the Wall podcast term. We've been doing this over the past year or so. I come up with these funny terms, like an, an old one, which wasn't one that I came up with, was sports ball, and we retired that. You can go back and listen to it when we when we came up with the hashtag have passion uh, uh, motto that we've been using quite a bit. But there's been a lot of those little things that we've talked about. And one of them that I just kind of threw out there on the last episode was tangented, tangented, tangented. Still haven't figured out the pronunciation on that. But we're going to make that a new word here at Go Tell to the Wall because if you, especially if you've been a listener since the very beginning, you know that this show is really just all about tangents. There's sections and stuff, and I come in here planning to talk about certain things, but it's just so much tangents going on. So we're, when stuff like that happens, we'll, we'll say that we tangented, tangented. I think tangented is going to be better. Uh, we'll see what on-air producer Bridget says about that one as well. But we're going to use that term because I think it's hilarious, tangented, tangented. We'll see where it comes up. It's probably going to come up like five times in this episode because <laughs> that's what I do is I get distracted, and then I get on a tangent, I get tangented, you know, it happens, we're, but we're gonna, we're, we're gonna just, we're gonna move on, <laughs> all right, social, 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 got some good stuff this week, uh, first one I want to talk about is an Instagram star, which I still don't completely understand the Instagram star thing, I, you know, or you're on there and popular and you're making money off of sponsored stuff, I, I guess that's what makes you an Instagram star. However, there is an Instagram star model, whatever you want to call her, um, on Instagram named Kristen Hancher. Am I pronouncing that right? Yes, Hancher. I could be completely pronouncing that wrong, but I'm just, I'm not sure on it. Uh, and she's from Los Angeles. What happened recently, and obviously... Like I said, Instagram star. So she's constantly on Instagram. I'm sure she does some of the live videos and stuff. I'm not familiar with her work personally, uh, but I'm sure she does some of the live videos and all that good stuff. Uh, and so what happened was she had accidentally started a live stream uh, while she was at home with her with her boyfriend, uh, Andrew Gregory. I'm giving their names because, like, just... I don't, there's not super embarrassment, the story's out there, uh, but she was at home with her, with her boyfriend, uh, had accidentally initiated a live broadcast on Instagram, luckily the phone was turned like upside down, uh, however, she then proceeded to be intimate 
with her boyfriend, uh, and a good, I think it was like four or five minutes of this was recorded on Instagram live, and I laughed because it is funny, um, and, and it's extra funny because she didn't accidentally record herself, so hopefully that kind of takes away some of her embarrassment because I do feel for her and her embarrassment, um, but the funny thing is, is just how connected we are in this world, you know, and this should be a caution to everyone out there, especially if you're one of those people that is constantly using your phone like always looking up whatever or always broadcasting something. Everyone's always tweeting. Everyone's always live this, live that. Uh, and this should this should be a caution to you that sometimes these things happen. And especially if you're always using your phone and you're always initiating these things, sometimes you accidentally click something because your phone's so used to doing it, but you're not actually meaning to do that. So she obviously deleted and everything else and apologized and stuff. Um, but to me, the bottom line here is just we're just too connected. We are too, too connected, uh, and I, I want to issue this challenge to everyone out there, all you wall fans, anyone just randomly seeing this or listening to this, put your phone down every once in a while. Just put it down, you know? If you're at home or something, put it in the other room. It, you know, if you're, if you're worried about an emergency happening or something, turn the ringer up, whatever it is, but just leave it in the other room, and that way you're not constantly on your phone. And I'll tell you, it's, it's going to help your mentality. It, it really is. It's going to help your mentality. You're going to feel a little better. Uh, personally, I, I love leaving my phone places. <laughs> I do this constantly. In fact, if I go somewhere with my wife, um, oftentimes I'm like, you have your phone? And she's like, yeah. And I'm like, I don't need this thing. And I, I just, I will either straight up leave my phone at home or leave it in the car, whatever it might be. Um, just because knowing if an emergency happens, Somebody's going to get in touch with my wife. I'm with my wife and most likely with my daughter. Um, so, you know, if an emergency happens with a the family, they all know how to get in touch with my wife. And so they're going to get in touch with me. Now, that's just me. I know everyone out there loves their phone and everything else. You're always looking at things and tweeting this and, and live streaming this and whatever else it is. And obviously, I see the advantage because I'm sitting here live streaming a podcast to Facebook. You know, so I'm not saying don't do it. I'm just saying be careful. And once in a while, disconnect. You know, just disconnect. That can be a good thing. It's good. It's, it's, it's just kind of good for your psyche to disconnect a little bit. Um, and then hopefully you won't get into one of these embarrassing moments um, like Kristen Hancher did. Uh, and don't go out there searching for it, wall fans. I'm sure it's been deleted and everything else, and it was just some audio. If, you, if you're really, like, craving that, go to one of those websites like Pornhub or something. You know, come on. Come on. Let's get over it. Um, but really, just a word of caution to everyone. Just a word of caution. And I don't even know who this 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 uh, Kristen Hancher is. The funny thing is, she's probably going to get more followers because of this, because I had never even heard of her, and I don't really follow many people on Instagram. I don't have a big uh, big Instagram presence, but I'm sure some people are going to see this, and simply just getting her name out there is going to is going to make people aware um, of that as well. Speaking of social, I'm looking at this right now. See, here's a tangent that we're going to go on to. If you were watching the last. Uh, live feed uh, and actually I think it was before we started recording the podcast itself so this one was only on the live feed I think we uploaded that one to YouTube not sure um, but there was a awkward moment in the last podcast which was the one year anniversary show where I had a beer explode on me and I just today found the cork this was one of those fancy bottles of beer uh, a Trappist beer just today found the cork like behind my desk and I'm not even talking my studio desk so like what's underneath me if you're watching on the live feed or what I'm sitting at now no I have like another desk over another part of the studio uh, that has like a printer and scanner and all that good stuff I, I call it like the administrative center because that's where the like actual you know office stuff happens there over here is just kind of uh, studio stuff 
cameras and computers and microphones and that kind of stuff. Uh, but I did find the cork. I'm going to keep this cork because the thing shot off in the middle of the live feed before I started the podcast, scared the living crap out of me. Uh, if you haven't seen it, it's, it's kind of funny. Even if you don't want to watch the whole live feed or you already listen to the podcast, just watch the first few seconds of it and you will literally see a cork fly through the frame uh, and me duck and cover because I didn't want to get hit in the head or face with a cork. Uh, so yeah, I've got that cork. I'm going to keep it around. It's probably going to sit on the studio desk here uh, next to my, my little figment figurines because uh, that seems like a good place for it. So nonetheless, tangent, tangent. But check out that video. It's hilarious. It's hilarious. It's embarrassing, but you got to own it, right? You got to own it. Oh, and speaking of that, beer this week. I'm holding my beer. We're still on social, wall fans, so don't worry. Uh, but this week's beer is from Firestone. If you're not familiar with Firestone, uh, it's Firestone Walker Brewing Company. They're actually in central... Uh, Central California, Central Coast, California. They also make uh, the very tasty 805. Uh, they make some other good beers too. But this is a one I'm rather enjoying, and it's the Union Jack IPA. It's an IPA, definitely a hoppy IPA. If you're an IPA person, you will most likely like it. If you're not an IPA person, just don't even touch it. Oh, that's hilarious. I'm looking at the expiration date. This beer is expired. I'm going to have to talk to, uh, to my local beer store here. It still tastes good. I don't know. I feel like they started putting earlier expiration dates on beer when the when the hipsters and craft beer breweries got got into it. I feel like a Budweiser or something's probably good for twenty years or so if it's in, especially if it's in the can. All right, moving along, more social. I want to get serious for a second here uh, and talk about Miss Rose McGowan. Miss Rose McGowan. If you're not familiar with this, uh, let me give you a little background here. Now. We've had basically a firestorm in Hollywood right now. Uh, a a well-known, successful producer named Harvey Weinstein um, had a bunch of women come out and talk about how he sexually assaulted them, sexually harassed them, uh, and all these other things. Well, Rose McGowan happened to be one of those women that was speaking out against him, understandably. Um, and props to Rose McGowan for really just taking the gloves off and, and going at it. Because we're living in a world right now where that's what you have to do. That's what you have to do if you've been wronged. You need to, you, gloves are off, gloves are off. Which if you've noticed, if you've been listening to the last few episodes of Go Tell It to the Wall, the gloves that Go Tell It to the Wall are off because the Orange Menace is a fucking maniac and that's what we're talking about is, is maniacs. So the gloves are off, the gloves are off. And Rose McGowan, props to you for taking the gloves off and really calling a spade a spade. Well, the thing is, she was doing a lot of this on Twitter. Well, yesterday, I believe it was yesterday, the news kind of came out this morning that Twitter suspended her account Suspended her account uh, for violating the terms, like the terms and conditions for Twitter. Now, I get it. Looking at specifically what she did, she did post a phone number which is not allowed on Twitter. So I get it. However, she did post Ben Affleck's phone number, and I'm pretty sure Ben Affleck is currently standing out on Hollywood Boulevard handing out his phone number because he's just a weirdo. And that sounds like something Ben Affleck would do. He's trying to get dates, trying to get jobs, and he's probably out there handing out cards. Uh, they probably have a Batman logo on him, even though he's not really, you know, like, come on, man. Come on, because you were in a failed movie. <laughs> Call yourself Batman. Uh, get out of here. That, that's like that's like George Clooney calling himself Batman. Come on. If you're not familiar with which, <laughs> just go look up George Clooney and Batman, and you'll see how ridiculous it is. But Rose McGowan. It's understandable because technically she did violate the terms and conditions for Twitter. The ridiculous part about it is the Orange Menace does this on a daily basis. If you go into Twitter and you look at the terms and conditions for use, the Orange Menace literally violates the terms daily. Daily he violates the terms. 
daily. I'm not going to get into specifics on that. If you want to go in, like go ahead and do it. But daily, he is violating those terms. And not not only that, but there are multiple people out there on Twitter that are violating those terms in a much worse manner, much worse manner. But Rose McGowan gets singled out and has her account suspended. Now, over the course of the day, and everyone getting into a huge uproar, they did restore her account. So there was initially a call uh, for everyone to to boycott Twitter tomorrow, uh, probably today, if you're listening to this the first day it's posted, uh, essentially October 13th, Friday the 13th. They were calling for a boycott. I don't think that's actually happening now that um, now that she's had it reinstated, which is good for me because I go tell to wall podcast. Uh, we do most of our posting and everything on Friday simply because that's when all the episodes go up and I was getting a little worried because I would have had to support Rose McGowan, understandably, and I would have. Uh, however, we need, <laughs> need to have our socials uh, going up on Fridays. So Friday just would not have been ideal for Go Tell Us the Wall podcast. Today would have been better. Really, all I, I, I don't think I did any tweeting today, uh, and definitely nothing with Go Tell Us the Wall podcast. It, that's mainly Fridays uh, where at Tell the Wall Pod tweets go up. It just is. Um, hey, Chris. Uh, Chris is, has joined uh, the live feed as well, which means Bridget is probably finishing up uh, putting down the kids. <laughs> I know how it is. I know how it is. Um, all right, moving along. This is an important one for me, uh, and I find it fascinating. And that is a, I believe this was Instagram because it was very photo-based. Uh, so search this one. And you will both be entertained and disgusted at the same time. Uh, so there was a woman. Let me see if I can get her her exact name. I didn't write her name in my notes, but I think I have it on this other side here. Um, but this woman, uh, what's her name? No, that's not it. Yeah, I'll probably find it. I'll find it as we're talking. Uh, but this woman created a channel called... Uh, at Dear Cat Callers, which was on Instagram, uh, and she was taking photos. Basically, she started this out, and, and it's a 20-year-old woman. Um, apologies for saying girl. I, You know, uh, this 20-year-old young lady woman, um, I'm not seeing her name right here, uh, but she, you know, she's an attractive young lady, uh, and she was constantly walking around, and men would catcall her. If you don't know what catcalling is, that means they would like yell stuff out to her, trying to trying to pick her up. You know, catcall. That's what it is. Uh, you know, if you haven't heard the term, it's, it's kind of like the old construction worker joke, where the construction workers are on the site, and you know, they 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 ogle the women walking by and and try to talk to them and and say stuff to them and everything. Else. That's catcalling. That's catcalling. So she created this channel. Um, on Instagram called at Dear Cat Callers. Uh, and so initially she started this as she would speak back to him. Because a lot of times, if you've, and, and most of you out there have been in the situation, whether you're, you're a male or a female, you've either seen it happening or it's happened to you. Um, and, and it started as her actually turning back and, and, and trying to talk to them and being like, what, well, what do you mean? In fact, one example, um, uh, Gosh, I can't remember the exact example, but this guy had said something to her, and she was like, well, yeah, why? And he just didn't have an answer. And he said something not super vulgar, but he it was kind of like, hey, you want you want to go get out of here? And she's like, yeah, what do you, where are you going to go? And he just he didn't know what to do. And I'm reading this, and I'm thinking, that's just kind of the world we live in, where guys do this, and they think it's acceptable. They think it's acceptable. And then on top of that, so after she initialized this, where she was actually asking, like talking back to them and everything else, uh, she started taking photos of them. She started asking guys if they would take a photo with her after they've catcalled her. And sure enough, the majority of them were happy to take photos with him. And if you go on this Instagram account, you will see there's a bunch of guys smiling in photos with her. Smiling. Not realizing that they're being called at for being a jackass. 
being a blatant jackass. And that just got me further thinking, this is the world we live in, where people think this is okay, you know? People think it's okay, and it's crazy looking at these photos, and the guys think it's fine to just be be a jackass, be a complete jackass, and yell at women on the street for no reason. Well, I'm going to tell you right now, wall fans, not acceptable. If you thought it was acceptable before, it's not. It never will be. It never will be. You know what it is? It's just rude. It's just rude. And if you haven't experienced it, uh, you know, if you're a male, because this is typically, this is men doing this to women. Uh, if you're a male, think, just think about that. Think about how ridiculous that would be if you're walking around, you know, an, an area and people are just, and people are constantly yelling at you, trying to pick you up for no reason. And not even with actual substance. There's no substance to this. They're just catcalling. Why? Because they're jackasses. They're jackasses. So, wall fans, what do we do here? What what does common sense dictate in this situation? Common sense here dictates that we call these guys out. So I'm issuing a challenge to all of you wall fans. If you see this happening out there, whether you're male or female or not, call them out. Call them out on it and tell them how much of a jackass they're being. Just tell them. Just tell them. You don't need to get into an argument. Just call them out on it and walk away. Call them out on it and walk away. Now, if it could be a dangerous situation, obviously, you know, don't get into that. But if you're walking around broad daylight and a group of people, you know, with a bunch of people and, and someone starts catcalling, call them out on it. Call them out. Because the thing is, we need to we need to recondition ourselves as a society to understand what is acceptable. You know, same thing with this Harvey Weinstein. Now, I'm not saying everyone is Harvey Weinstein, but we need to recondition ourselves. Especially as men. Especially as men, we need to recondition ourselves. You know, I think of myself as... as you know, I, I don't think I've done things like this, you know, but you know what? Even if you don't think you have, I, I, I can tell you right now, I've never catcalled, never, ever in my life catcalled because as much as I can be an asshole, I'm not a jackass. I'm just not. However, we all need to sit back and look at what we do and how we treat the opposite sex, even the same sex, whatever it might be, and just check yourselves and recondition yourselves to do better, to be better. To lift each other up. Like I always say at Go Tell It's the Wall, we lift each other up and we look for positivity. There's a lot of negativity in the world right now. But we look for positivity. And I want all of you out there to step back and make sure that you're doing the right thing. I want you to think about your kids, even if you don't have kids, the next generation looking back on things that you did, and would they be proud? Would you be proud? You know, for the most part, I can say yes, I would. And I'm sure a lot of people can. But even if you think you're perfect... That doesn't mean you can't do some introspective thinking about yourself and how you handle yourself and how you handle your relationships with others. Even if you're the best person, if, if you're Jesus fucking Christ, you could still do that. And maybe there isn't a lot. Maybe maybe you, maybe you do that and like, oh no, I've, but you still need to take the time to do that. Everyone should. Everyone should. All right, let's, uh, uh, oh, I got one more. Here's a fun one, wall fans. Here's a very fun one. So last episode, when we were talking about Alec Rosenberg and John Rosenberg, uh, I mentioned this this jack, this other jackass on Twitter uh, named Andrew Tate. Goes by the handle at Cobra Tate. Kickboxer. Kicked in the head way too many times. Way too much steroids going through his body, obviously, if you look at all the stuff that he was posting. Um, and I mentioned that I wanted everyone to to get on him, to attack him on Twitter for being insensitive and being a misogynist and being a sociopath. Well, I'm happy to report that since then, 
Cobra Tate is completely off Twitter. Everything's been deleted off of Twitter. Andrew Tate no longer on Twitter. I think his his actual handle still exists, uh, but he deleted all of his tweets completely. Trying to remove yourself. Uh, but the bad and beautiful thing about the world we live in now is your digital footprint is pretty much always there. Uh, so we know, Andrew Tate, that you are a terrible human being, and we will not forget it. However, I am happy that everyone ran your ass off of Twitter. Um, the one thing I do want to bring up, though, is, yes, Wall fans and John and all of his fans ran Cobra Tate off Twitter. But if you had a chance to see any of his tweets, there were people out there agreeing with him. There were people out there egging him on as a sociopath, as a misogynist. That's what was happening. So yeah, we got rid of Cobra Tate, but you know what? Call that out too on social media. Call him out. Call him out. Because that's what we got to do. We got to educate people. There's a lot of stupid people in the world today. A lot of stupid people in this country today. In fact, we know that because the Orange Menace is sitting there in Washington, D.C. So yeah, there's a lot of stupid people out there. And we're going to fight stupidity with common sense. And we're going to call them out on it. And that's what we're going to continue to do, Wall fans. That's what we're going to continue to do. And it's not going to stop. It's not going to stop. All right, moving along. TV, film, and books. We got a lot of fire and brimstone this week. Uh, it's I got a little fired up because Orange Menace is on a tear. Harvey Weinstein is an asshole, which we kind of knew, but now we know he's a sexual predator as well, which, you know. And another one has come to light. And I put this in TV, film, and books because I know him from a television show. He's also in an upcoming movie. I don't know if that Aquaman movie has come out yet. I can't keep up with the comic book movies. I just can't. I can't. And I, I think they're up to like Avengers 82. I, I don't know. I can't keep track. There's too many. Uh, but I know he's going to be an Aquaman, or was, or is, or whatever. Uh, but Jason Momoa, if you're not familiar with Aquaman, you're not familiar with him. He was Khal Drago on Game of Thrones, and basically 99% of the world watches Game of Thrones. Uh, so he was in the early seasons of Game of Thrones as well. Uh, well, some news came to light today, I believe, as a matter of fact. Uh, and we can basically add him to the list of sexual predator creeps. Because as he was sitting on a panel in 2011 with some other Game of Thrones stars, he was asked a question, and I'm not sure the exact question, but he talked about how much he likes uh, acting in fantasy. And then he gave a reason for why he likes acting in fantasy. And I quote, I love acting in fantasy because you can rape beautiful women. Yeah. Now, if you've watched Game of Thrones, you probably know exactly what he's referring to. That doesn't make it okay. That doesn't make it something you can joke about. Even if he meant that as a joke, that's not a joke. It's not something to joke about. And the fact that he has that in his head, that mentality, is terrifying. Uh, so no, Jason Momoa, I will not be going to see your movie. Um, really, I hope you get some help because you clearly need some help. I don't care that you have these big muscles and everyone, all, you know, everyone loves you and all this other stuff. No. Do better, Jason. Do better. Don't be a jackass. Don't be a sexual predator. Because even if you haven't been a sexual predator, haven't really sexually assaulted anyone, uh, you have the tendencies. The fact that you could say something like that is not okay. Is not okay. Because I'll be honest, as much as I just said, check yourselves. Think about how your relationships are. Think about how you treat other people. I would never joke about that. That is not a joke. It's not a joke. Ever. It's never a joke. So Jason Momoa will add you to the list of assholes with Ben Affleck and Harvey Weinstein, and I'm sure we're going to get a new one daily now because that's kind of what we're living in. Um, and on that note, 
if, if, if you're listening to this and, and you're a woman, you know, and this has happened to you, I know you always hear this, but you somewhere you have an ear that will listen. Somewhere you have someone that will support you. So find that support. Look for it. And even if you don't, find me on Facebook. Find me on Twitter. Find me anywhere. Find me on Sean O'Rourke Live when that, when that website's finally up and launched. And I will do everything I can to help you, even if you just need someone to talk to. That's what we do at Go Tell to the Wall. We support people. We lift each other up, and we are positive here at Go Tell to the Wall. In such a negative, negative world that we live in, we try to bring some positivity to it, along with common sense. Yeah, got to have common sense. Oof. Common sense. All right, moving along. Still on TV here. Uh, you may or may not be familiar with this show. There was a show on uh, AMC or A&E, one of the cable networks years ago. I saw a little bit of it years ago uh, called Duck Dynasty. Followed these, uh, these rednecks down in, in the south. I believe they were in Louisiana. But these rednecks uh, that, that somehow found a niche and created a business and became really rich. So it was a show about rich rednecks, wealthy rednecks. Um, uh, but of course, I use the term redneck because they were ignorant and closed-minded and still continue to be ignorant and closed-minded. In fact, the founder of the company, who was the father of the guy that runs the company now, I can't even remember the, the, the son that runs the company now, uh, his name was Phil. I'm not even going to give his last name. You know, honestly, I, can't, I, I remember it, but I, I, his name is Phil. He, he's, he's, a, he's a redneck asshole. Um, and years ago, he came out and he talked. He, like, not even, this isn't even like it when you're in a church and, you know, maybe a priest or a minister or something's like, well, I don't understand same-sex relationships. No, he basically told, uh, called it an, an abolition to mankind and all this other stuff and went on a rant about how you can't be a same-sex couple. Same-sex relationships should not exist. So he was way off of my, like, you're dead to me at that point. Uh, well, now he's gotten a new television show, brand new television show. Uh, I can't remember. I don't even know what it's called. Something about Phil in the woods. He's like, he's this redneck that lives out in the woods, you know? So he's going to go be in the woods uh, and be an ignorant, bigoted asshole in the woods. Uh, and someone thought that'd be a good thing to put on television. Yeah. You know who thought it'd be a good thing to put on television? A little network called Conservative Review television conservative review television has given him a new show uh to basically be a bigot just be a bigot like however often they're gonna they're gonna show this show like be a bigot once a week or once a month whatever it is however often they film um and he came out and said he's not gonna hold back not gonna hold back at all and uh that's the amazing thing and this is the culture that has been cultivated by the orange menace and by a lot of people out there that have been empowered to be bigots to be bigoted assholes, Robertson, like Phil Robertson here. Um, so apparently there's going to be a television show where he's going to sit in the woods and talk about how being gay is terrible uh, about and about how he is so godly, even though he looks down on people when he's really just a dirty, smelly redneck uh, who's going to be sitting in the woods, you know, killing things for fun. Yeah, it's terrible for it's terrible that those two guys down the street want to get married, but it's okay to be to be an asshole. Like, come on, man, just come on, get get out of here, Phil. I can't we? I'm I, no, that's enough. That's enough. So watch out for that uh, because this will probably empower um, other people to be bigots and assholes and jackasses. It's probably what's going to happen because as we've seen with the Orange Menace, that's what happens. People get empowered and they think it's okay. It's not okay. It's not okay. It's not.
Speaking of the Orange Menace, I came to a realization today, actually, because we don't talk politics on the show. You know, we have started talking about the Orange Menace recently simply because it's common sense and it's the world we live in. And he's probably going to send us into a nuclear war here soon. You know, who knows how many more episodes of Go Tell the Wall podcast we're going to actually have because, you know, that son of a bitch is getting like just wants to launch those nukes. I was talking to someone over the weekend and they were like, you know, he's sitting there with somebody and being like, why can't I launch these? Why can't I launch these? And someone has had to explain to him why he can't just launch off nuclear warheads. And this man is president. Like, you know this is happening. Even if you're somehow a supporter of his, which if you are, you probably shouldn't be listening to the show, you know, because you're not going to agree with anything I say. You're just not. So don't listen to the show if you're a supporter of his, you know, just just don't. But if you somehow are, you know, think about that. You you, you know that conversation has, has happened. You know it's happened. And that's terrifying. It's freaking terrifying. Absolutely terrifying. Well, a little article came out in Vanity Fair this week talking about the Orange Menace and talking about how he hates everyone in the White House, how he hates everyone in the White House. There's also been some additional stories coming out this week from the Republican Party, from the GOP, Republican Party, uh, about how the Republican Party realizes that he is completely unhinged and is unfit to be president of the United States of America. Unfit. However, they're not supporting getting him out of office. You know why? Because the country we live in values politics more than it values human life and common sense. That's a country that we're living in right now. This country values political parties over human life and common sense and compassion. So these people that know, these people in Washington that know that Trump shouldn't be serving in office won't do anything about it because he's a Republican, because they want to push their agenda. Well, let me tell you something, you fucking Republicans. When we're all dead, your tax cuts aren't going to matter. When this entire world is in nuclear holocaust, your tax cut, none of that's going to matter. Your stupid dismantling of the Affordable Care Act, none of that's going to matter. It's not. Freaking out about some football players kneeling on the field, speaking out for racial injustice, none of that's going to matter. Because this son of a bitch has access to nuclear codes. And you know this son of a bitch wants to launch those things. So, let's see how it goes. Let's see how it goes. Let's see if we're still alive before this guy actually gets pushed out of office. Uh, But you know what? I'm done. I'm done. No more. I'm done. And we put the Orange Menace into television because you know what? He isn't fit to be a politician. He's not fit to serve. But you know what he is? A shitty reality television star. So he goes in the television section from now on. It'll just may as well be the television and Orange Menace section because you know he's going to do something some stupid between now and the next episode. You know he is. Threatening people on Twitter and all this other stuff. We're going to talk a little bit more about him. I should get off of that right now. Uh, that is my absolute problem with politics. With politics. To them, it's all about getting their way. Well, you know what? You know what, Republicans and Democrats and anybody sitting there in Washington? You're employed by us. You're employed by the citizens of this country. Get your shit together. Serve the citizens of this country. Instead of worrying about your own pockets, your own stupid little party. It's an appropriate term, party, because who cares? I don't care if you're a Republican, Democrat. Get out of here. It should come down to common fucking sense. That's where we should be. But unfortunately, Orange Menace doesn't care. Orange Menace doesn't give a shit. He doesn't. 
and nor do these Republicans. And honestly, it's not it right now it happens to be Republicans. I'm sure the Democrats would be doing the same thing. They'd be doing the same thing. Same thing if they had a crazy person in there. Same exact thing. So really it's all of them. I'm just calling out the Republicans right now because they're the ones messing up the most right now and literally staring at two sides of a, of a book. One side says, we get rid of this guy and maybe we don't push our policies through. And the other side says, we get our policies through, but we die. The American people die. And as Eminem said just the other night, the Orange Menace is just going to gas up his jet and fly around while we're all dying in a nuclear war. It's going to fly around like an idiot and probably go land on some abandoned island because you know the President of the United States of America has some fallout shelter on some abandoned island where he just gets his ass on Air Force One paid for by the American taxpayers and watches the world burn, burn from Air Force One as he flies around like an orange jackass. <sighs> Drives me nuts. Absolutely nuts. Let's move along, though. Orange Man is going to come up in this one, too. It's going to come up in this one. That's Mr. Robot. I've talked about Mr. Robot so many times on this, 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 uh, this podcast. Well, finally, episode three started last night. Didn't have time to watch it last night. I actually got up first thing this morning. Not first thing. I take care of, take care of my daughter. Uh, as soon as I put her down for her first nap, I went, oh, my God, I got to watch Mr. Robot. Mr. Robot uh, starts off a little slow this season. I'm kind of watching. I haven't watched it since the very beginning. Love the show. Absolutely love it. Um, and, but I'm like, okay, it's good. But, you know, what are we? about halfway through the show, Rami Malek, who plays the main character of Mr. Robot, goes into a monologue. Um, and I'll be honest, this is the best monologue I ever heard, seen, or watched in my life. And I'll be completely honest with you, I'm sitting on the couch in my living room watching this. Like a minute into the monologue, I stood up by myself in my living room. I didn't really clap, but I stood up and just went, yes! Yes! And I was feeling it. Toward the end of the monologue, I found myself slightly in tears. The emotion going through this monologue is just fantastic. And as I've mentioned before with Mr. Robot, for this season they ordered additional episodes after Donald Trump, the Orange Menace, was elected to office because they had some extra stuff they had to do. Well, they've already started on that. So I encourage you, and I'll actually share it to the Facebook page, uh, maybe share it on Twitter as well. I'm going to get it out there as much. Even if you're not a Mr. Robot watcher, um, check it out. And even if you want to watch Mr. Robot and you're a little behind, it, it's really, it's not that, it's a little spoilery, but it's not crazy, it's not crazy spoilers. Um, and I encourage all of you out there to watch it. It is a fantastic monologue. Rami Malek is a fantastic actor. And the content of the monologue uh, is, is, it's just ridiculous. And at the same time, just so saddening. Just, it, just, and it's, it makes you angry and sad. And, and I don't even want to say happy, but fired up at the same time. So check it out. Rami Malek. Props to Rami Malek. Uh, the guy deserves every television award simply just based on that monologue. It's fantastic. Um, and and uh, Sam Eshmael, uh, who's the creator and producer and, and actually wrote and directed the first episode of season three. Huge props to him as well because your show is freaking fantastic. Season three, I'm so looking forward to the next episode. I, I can't even wait for it. We've got almost a week to wait for it, uh, but good on you, and check it out. Anyone out there, if you have any kind of common sense, and especially if you think the Orange Menace is a moron, which if you have common sense, you realize the guy's a moron and a jackass and a menace, an orange menace and a sexual predator, check it out. 
check it out because you will appreciate it. You will get fired up as you should. Another thing I want to talk about in television is Rick and Morty. Now, I actually still have yet to start watching this Rick and Morty show. I've heard from multiple people that I need to watch Rick and Morty. It actually happened over the weekend, uh, this past weekend as well as, as I was at the wedding, um, which I was also reminded Dan Harmon created uh, Rick and Morty. He's also the creator of Community, which I was a big fan of, still am. It's just not on anymore, um, and a big fan of uh, uh, of all all the, the actors that came off of that show um, as well, and especially Donald Glover. Oh, Man, oh, finished up the first season of Atlanta. Oh, I'm I'm get, I'm in this weird mode. Like now, uh, I feel like I'm just constantly waiting for a show to come back. Like Mr. Robot's gonna kind of satiate that for a little while. Cause, and I watch sitcoms and stuff too. Like the, but there's these like kind of deeper shows like Atlanta, like Mr. Robot, like Game of Thrones. I feel like I'm just constantly waiting for these to come back. Um, and that's another one is Atlanta. I'm just now in this holding pattern, waiting for it to come back. But Rick and Morty. I'm familiar with the show. I haven't actually started watching it, but I did find this interesting, uh, and that is McDonald's last week. Now, apparently, and, and forgive me, and if, if if you haven't started Rick and Morty, I guess this technically might be a spoiler, but I haven't watched it either, so this is stuff you just kind of see in the news. Uh, apparently, there's an episode or, or a story arc where uh, 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 Rick, Rick, who's like the scientist character, uh, he wants... He wants to go back in time and, and get this Szechuan sauce that McDonald's had for a limited time. And th there's this whole story arc behind it where he's trying to travel through time and all this stuff because he just wants this, this Szechuan sauce. The Szechuan sauce from McDonald's. Well, McDonald's, without even pr like not even in conjunction with the show, actually did a limited run of the Szechuan sauce last week. Last week. Now, fans showed up to all the McDonald's that were supposedly going to have the Szechuan sauce and demanded getting, it was lines out the door, all this other stuff, and they had a limited supply of the Szechuan sauce. Well, as this was all was happening, I did a little research, and I came to understand this, the meaning of the Szechuan sauce from Rick and Morty. And it's not so much that you want the Szechuan sauce. What it is, is the Rick character has this, this empty soul, where he has like everything he could ever want, but he really doesn't have like contentment. Contentment. <laughs> there's a little viral video going around right now with contentment. Uh, he's just not content. So really, it, it's it's a, uh, ah, what's the word? I'm looking for Chris. Are you still on there? It's a, uh, not an analogy, but a metaphor. Metaphor. The Szechuan sauce is a metaphor for Rick's empty life. And the thing is, all these fans that showed up and lined up at McDonald's didn't get that. They didn't understand it's not about the actual freaking Szechuan sauce. That was a metaphor. So wall fans out there, if you were trying to get the Szechuan sauce or you want, still want to get some or whatever else, didn't understand, it's a freaking metaphor. It's not about stupid Szechuan sauce. It's just, it's not. That's a fact. That's a fact. Uh, but I will get around to watching some Rick and Morty. We probably won't talk about it a ton on the show because, like, everyone else is going to be behind me. Um, I, like I said, so many people have told me I need to watch this uh, because of how intelligent a show it is. And, and really, I think it's just not marketed that way, and that's why I couldn't find myself getting into it. You know, I remember all these weird, like, Adult Swim shows on Cartoon Network, um, and I was never a big fan of the majority of them. Uh, but I think this Rick and Morty is, is, is very different from, from kind of whatever those weird shows were um, as well. All right, moving along. Music. We got some music. Oh, yeah. Oh, what do you know? With the first, first topic in music... More Orange Menace. The BET Hip Hop Awards happened this week. 
And they had a little interstitial from the rapper Eminem, where he did a little freestyle. And basically ripped the Orange Menace a new one. If you haven't seen this this freestyle, I encourage you to watch it. And he essentially, not even essentially, literally said he's drawn a line in the sand. And if you're a fan of the Orange Menace, you cannot be a fan of his because of the differences. We're so close to that at Go Tells the Wall. I'm not officially taking that stance, but mm, we're kind of close to that. Like, let's look. Common sense. Common sense means, you know, you, you don't want an asshole orange menace. You don't want to be a fan of an asshole orange menace. Uh, but he did destroy the orange menace in this freestyle. And again, I'm, I'm not even, I, my daughter's sleeping. My, my wife's at the office. I watched this, I watched this video of, of the freestyle. And I, I, I don't want to say I was crying. I had a tear in my eye. I had a freaking tear in my eye. Because he's right. Because he's right. But then I also got to thinking, because Eminem did have a bit of a reputation at one time, and still does, for being a bit of a misogynist um, and and uh, insensitive uh, toward LGBTQ, that community. So, I understand that. And I'm not saying we should anoint Eminem as the chosen one or anything. But then I also got to thinking, oh, well, the Orange Menace is an insensitive, misogynist, anti LGBTQ. Maybe we need to fight fire with fire. Now, I'm not, I'm not justifying what Eminem has done, and in fact, I haven't really gotten into de- like I've heard his music. I was never a huge fan or anything. He, I mean, the song he does with Rihanna, Monster, um, really speaks to, uh, and he does it on purpose. Addiction and mental illness. It really does. That song itself speaks to me. However, I've never been a huge fan. Um, so I don't know kind of how that shook shook out and if it was all just lyrics and stuff because I mean especially in hip-hop and rap lyrics are out of hand sometimes you know and I, I can understand I mean that's like like uh like saying if you look at like Quentin Tarantino movies I'm not saying Quentin Tarantino I'm not defending him or anything but you know no one watches his movies and says he's a murderer or any of these things you know um and I'm not saying we should give Eminem the benefit of the doubt but I just don't know personally and I'll do a little more research on this myself however if he is this insensitive misogynist sexist, anti-LGBTQ. Let him fight it out with Trump. At the very least, he's pissed off uh, that redneck Kid Rock, who also happens to be from Detroit. So this is awesome because I hope that Kid Rock continues trying to run for Senate or whatever the heck he's running for. And I hope that Eminem somehow gets in there and runs and somehow destroys Kid Rock. Because we don't need any more rednecks in Washington. We just don't. Ignorant rednecks. We don't need them in Washington. Or orange necks, for that matter. All right, Transplants. I have talked about Transplants on this show once or twice before. If you're not familiar with the band Transplants, uh, they're actually headed by the great Tim Armstrong. Tim Armstrong is the the lead singer of Rancid, has also had some other bands as well. Uh, He's one of the singers in the Armstrongs, which I've mentioned on this podcast a couple times as well. Um, Transplants somehow found time to produce a new album. <laughs> so Tim Armstrong produced a new, I mean, well, not produced, but he recorded a new Rancid album, like what, a month or maybe a little over a month ago? New band with Billy Joe Armstrong called the Armstrongs, recording music with them as well, and somehow found time for the Transplants uh, to record an album. And again, if you're not familiar with the Transplants, the drummer for the Transplants is the great Travis Barker, who's basically been touring with Blink-182 for the past like two and a half years, 
however long. I mean, I could be, I'm exaggerating that, but they've been on tour for quite a while. Uh, and somehow also Travis found time to do this. Um, so it's coming out tomorrow. It is all covers uh, coming out tomorrow. Depending when you're listening to this, it's coming out on October 13th, which also happens to be Friday the 13th. I think that was one. They thought it was funny uh, to go with Friday the 13th as opposed to a usual Tuesday release. If, if you're a music lover, listener, consumer like I am, you know that all new music tends to come out on Tuesdays. There's always exceptions to that, and this would be one of those exceptions where they put a new album out on Friday the 13th. Um, and it's all covers. There's like seven songs on the album. Um, I haven't pre-ordered it yet. I'll probably do that tonight uh, when, when I finish up the podcast and, and do my list. Actually... I always forget that. If you're in California, the pre-orders they come through. At, they actually come through at midnight. So if something like some, like something's coming out on the 13th, it'll be available at midnight on the 12th. The awesome thing is if you live in California, it's available at midnight Eastern time, which means in California when these songs come out, and I, whenever new album, I'm like sweet. Like I, I go to my computer nine o'clock. I pre-ordered. Download. Where is it? All right. Uh, so that's just. Just an awesome little tidbit for you, where we little little tangent, little tangent for you. So if you're in California, remember you can get your pre-orders um, because they release them at midnight, but it's midnight Eastern time, so they're actually available at 9 p.m. in California. Well, along the entire anyone in the Pacific time zone, it's available at 9 p.m. Uh, and just a quick reminder: the great band Cloudside, headed by the ever ridiculously awesome Jeffrey Jackson is playing a live show in San Diego uh, tomorrow night, tomorrow night, the 14th of October. So check that out. They're playing at least Stats West in San Diego. Uh, so check them out as well. All right, moving along to tech, man, got some extra common sense stuff here. We're not going to get to it. I'm running short on time as usual. I'm always running out of time, always running out of time. So let's breeze through some, through some tech. Uh, Samsung, has had some leaks, leaks here, and apparently some designs for a new phone have leaked, uh, which is somewhat being called the Galaxy 10, Galaxy X. We'll see what happens. Uh, and the interesting thing about this one is it's actually a folding smartphone. Now, it's not a flip phone like you remember uh, from the, the late 90s, early 2000s, before smartphones became all the rage and it just flipped open, you called and everything else. No, 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 no. If you're looking at this phone, from what's leaked, it looks like a normal Samsung. So it looks like a normal, I would show you my Samsung, but we are live, we're doing a live broadcast on Facebook using that Samsung, but it would be about the size of a typical smartphone. However, then it folds out into a bigger smartphone, essentially a small tablet. And I think it's awesome. I'm kind of looking forward to it. As long as they don't take away my, my 3.5 millimeter headphone jack, uh, I will possibly look at getting one of these. Um, but something interesting my wife brought up, and I could see the appeal of this, and maybe we will get to this as well, because I was like, honey, this this could be your, you know, if you want to wait to get a phone, this could be your next one. She, I think she's up for an upgrade soon. However, it came up. Uh, and she, and so I was telling her about it, how it's like smartphone size and then opens up to a bigger smartphone. And she said, no, you know what I want is something that opens up to a normal smartphone size. So basically a smartphone that folds down to like the old smaller phones. Uh, and I definitely see the appeal of that as well. I've got a spider crawling on my wall. Look at this. Look at this. No spider. My friend's in the other room because uh, he's over here drinking and he's probably going to yell at me for killing that spider. Things going up my wall. I'm trying to do a podcast here. i got a spider crawling around. We've had incredible, like, ridiculous bugs in California this year because of all the rains and stuff. Um, but like I was saying, I do see the appeal of a big smartphone that will fold down smaller, uh, and I'm sure that's something we're going to see in the near future as well. Um, but personally, I'm 
okay with putting this gigantic thing in my pocket. So if you're telling me it can fold out to like a tablet and I almost don't need to like have a tablet anymore. I'm good with that. I'm good with that. Uh, Microsoft recently announced that they have created Edge for Android. If you don't know what Microsoft Edge is, it's their new inter Internet Explorer that came out with Windows 10. Um, I don't even know why this is on here. I don't know why it's news because personally, I don't know anyone that uses Microsoft Edge. I use Google Chrome. Most people use Google Chrome uh, or Safari. So is anyone out there actually using Microsoft Edge? If you are, hit me up on the Facebook. I'm curious. You, you might be the only one. And let me know if you have a Windows phone too. Because ah, that's the connection right there if you've got a Windows phone. A uh, little news from Nintendo. They registered a new trademark in Japan um, and some stuff leaked on that. And it is a new trademark for a Game Boy. The trademark is Game Boy. Which means you know what is coming next, and that is most likely a Game Boy Classic. Nintendo has released the NES Classic, the SNES Classic, and there has also been words, word of a trademark for uh, Nintendo 64, Nintendo 64 Classic. Way too old for that Nintendo 64. I mean, Super Nintendo, I'm, I'm almost like too old for. Like, I was all about the 8-bit uh, the Nintendo. I think Super Nintendo was like 16-bit. Doubled. Oh, oh. Uh, but give me the 8-bit. I'm waiting until next summer. I already told my wife next summer for Father's Day I want the NES Classic when they do release and they're re-releasing a bunch of them in summer 2018. Uh, but the Game Boy Classic could be interesting too. That could be interesting. We'll keep an eye out for that one. We'll kind of follow that as it comes out. Uh, one more thing in tech, and that'd be the Google Mini. Uh, I talked about it last episode, how I'm super excited to get one. Well, I'm glad I didn't jump on the bandwagon right away because they had some glitches, not with all of them, and it has since been fixed, so if you have a Google Mini in your home, you don't need to worry. Uh, they they have since fixed it with a software patch and update. Uh, but what they had was a glitch where in a limited number of Google Minis, uh, it w was actually constantly recording. Because, see, that's the important thing with these smart speakers. It doesn't actually record or engage with you until you give a command. Well, apparently, the Google Minis were constantly recording. I actually found out from my friend who is uh, who's here right now, my friend Yeti, I've mentioned him on the, the podcast before, uh, that actually had to do with the touch. Uh, so basically, if you touched it, you engage this thing uh, where it had it recording all the time. So it's since been fixed, uh, but just just kind of a heads up to all the wall fans out there. Found it interesting. Moving on to sports ball. Uh, I'm going to talk really quick about Mr. Jerry Jones. Mr. Jerry Jones. He is the owner of the Dallas Cowboys. And in fact, I'm going to save this story on Richard Matthews. Hang on. I'm making some notes, pretending to write stuff. No, I'm actually writing stuff. I'm actually writing stuff there. Once in a while, I actually do some work for this podcast. No, I'm always doing work for this podcast. Jerry Jones, the owner of the Dallas Cowboys, uh, richer than God, more money than God. I mean, the, the guy's filthy rich. Um, he's kind of been at the forefront of the racial injustice protests that have been happening. And he actually came out and said that he is requiring all of the Dallas Cowboys players to stand for the national anthem. And if they don't stand... They will not play in the game, and they will be cut from the team. It's fine. Everyone has their right to their opinion. Like I've said in the past, I stand. However, I respect everyone else's right to kneel. And in fact, if I was an athlete, with everything that's happening, I'd probably be kneeling now to prove a point. But I've always stood myself, so I get it. But I do want to remind everyone out there, because we've talked about this gentleman before, not Jerry Jones. I think we've talked about Jerry Jones. Uh... But in 2015, Jerry Jones signed 
Greg Hardy, who we have talked about multiple times on the show, domestic abuser, one of the worst human beings on the face of the earth, no remorse for what he did. And if I have to remind you, just, just an FYI, uh, he beat the snot out of his girlfriend and actually threw her on a bed, which was covered in automatic weapons, you know, like machine guns and stuff, stuff we've been talking about that no one needs to fucking have threw on a bed covered in that stuff. Beat her senseless. Now, Jerry said he's requiring his players to stand for the national anthem because he's protecting the brand of the Dallas Cowboys. He's protecting their brand. Well, Jerry, so some people kneeling for racial injustice hurts your brand, but hiring a son of a bitch who beat the hell out of his girlfriend, that doesn't hurt your brand? Give me a fucking break, Jerry. Give me a fucking break. Done. Done. I got no respect for Jerry Jones. I got no respect for the Dallas Cowboys. And I hope they lose every single game from here until the end of time. I really do. I really do. Because you can't justify that. You can't justify that. There's no way. What Jerry said is it's more important to me to make African-American men who are kneeling for racial injustice, it is more important for me to make them stand than it is to not have a domestic abuser on my fucking football team. That's what he just said. That's what he said. So Jerry... I hope you go to hell, which you're on your way there. You're, it's already there. You're going. You know, It's just a matter of time. Hopefully you die soon. But I hope you go to hell, and I hope the Dallas Cowboys never win another game. I hope they never win another game because you don't deserve it. You don't deserve it. And the Cowboys, with a terrible, shady owner like that, insensitive, racist owner like that, don't deserve to win a game ever. So I hope you lose every single game. All right. I teased it at the top of the show. I do want to talk about this. It's funny because I was just talking about a football team in Texas. I'm wearing a little Texas football shirt here. This would be the University of Texas in Austin. Uh-huh. It's a little little hipster, hippie hub in Texas. I'm not saying Texas is bad. I think, I think Texas is gorgeous. Uh, the Dallas Cowboys are bad. Jerry Jones is bad. I think Texas is gorgeous. Uh, however, I always consider Austin is kind of, it, it, it's this little like hippie mecca kind of, you know. Uh, it's it's kind of like the opposite of uh, parts of San Diego uh, because California is very liberal and very hippie, but San, and especially Southern California, San Diego tends to lean very, very conservative weirdly, like you wouldn't think, uh, but it tends to lean very, very um, conservative. And, and Austin is kind of on the other spectrum uh, side of the spectrum of that. Again, I love all of Texas, uh, but I became a huge University of Texas fan years ago when my cousin Adam started playing there. Um, he actually, I've got my my jersey hanging in the background. You can't. I got to reframe some of these because I try to get the like this little door hanger thing here. I try to get the stuff um, hanging in the background to be visible. Uh, but I became a huge fan when my cousin started playing. I watched him play for uh, five years at University of Texas. Uh, met a bunch of those guys that he played with and everything else, and I've remained a fan over the years. Um, and uh, this Saturday, October 14th, happens to be the annual game with University of Oklahoma, uh, and they call it the Red River Rivalry, uh, and every year ever since my cousin started at University of Texas, uh, I have had a huge, huge barbecue uh, for the game uh, where I make a bunch of buffalo wings, and I'll be doing that this weekend as well. So to celebrate early, I'm wearing my Texas football shirt for the podcast. I've got my jersey hanging in the background, and we're going to do a little hook em on Saturday as we enjoy some wings and hope that they beat the hell out of uh, Oklahoma. 
Um, you never know what's going to happen. College football, it's you never know what's going to happen. Uh, but I enjoy the uh, the ceremony. And it's funny because I have a lot of friends that don't watch sports. And I always, I always like when I see the date in like September, I always kind of give a reminder before I'm going to, you know, to my, my friends that I know usually come every year, like, oh, keep that date open for Red River Rivalry. And, and some of them look at me weird. And some of them are like right away. They're like, oh, yeah, yeah. In fact, I have another friend who went to Ohio State and is a huge Ohio State fan. And she comes every year. Uh, and if Ohio State is playing on the same day, I have to have a TV for her to also be able to watch Ohio State play. So many people do know what it is. Uh, but for the people that don't, it's funny because often I'll be saying that when my wife is standing next to me and she'll turn over and just be like, it's the October barbecue. It's just the October barbecue. <laughs> and people are like, oh, oh okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's basically a huge October, a huge barbecue that happens every October. It just always corresponds with Red River Rivalry. Uh, so we'll be putting some horns up on Saturday. Especially this will be my daughter's first Red River rivalry as I make about 20, 30 pounds of chicken wings, a bunch of bratwursts. And uh, the good thing is this year, usually the game starts at like 930 on the West Coast because it's central time and it starts early. It starts at like 1130 central. Um, but they push the game time back this year. And it was funny. I was joking with my cousin. I was like, I don't know if I'm, I'm if I'm happy that I don't have to barbecue at like 930 in the morning or if or if I'm disappointed that I don't have an excuse to drink beer at 930 in the morning. Because usually when it's happening, the game starts at 930. I get up, fire up the grill like 8.30, 9 o'clock. I start drinking beer at like 9.30, o'clock. I mean, it's terrible. And then what happens is people just kind of cycle in throughout the day, and it ends up being like a 12-hour party. Now, we're not, it's not, we're not raging hard. Everyone's just sitting around eating, eating food and, and having some drinks and talking. Uh, but it's, it, it's, it ends up being like 12 hours of me, you know, drinking beer and eating barbecue. Uh, so that's going to be happening this Saturday. Maybe we'll have a, some live interstitials from that as well. Uh, you never know. You never know. Uh, that's about it. I got a Burning Man story, but I'm going to save this Burning Man story. It's from 2016. Anyways, Burning Man story. And we're just about done for this week. We're just about done, wall fans. And we are out of time. I got to go out in the other room. I got some friends in town. They're out there drinking wine and eating food and all this good stuff. And they are burner friends. It's, it's just, of course, I'm saving the burner, uh, the, the Burning Man topic, uh, for, for next week. Just, it always works out that way. I've always got too much stuff to talk about. Too much stuff to talk about. Uh, and again, shout out to Firestone Walker uh, Brewing Company for your great Union Jack IPA. Enjoying it this week. Probably going to go have another one after I finish this one uh, as I sit around with my friends and, and reminisce and, and shoot the shit and all that good stuff. So we're going to call it an episode, Wall fans. That's right. This has been episode 33 of Go Tell Us The Wall podcast. As always... I am your host, the one and only Sean O'Rourke, and thank you all for joining us. Thank you all for listening. Don't forget to subscribe, share, tell a friend, listen. Leave reviews. Leave reviews. Like, seriously. Review it, even if you think it's terrible. Leave reviews. Tell me how it is. All that good stuff. Uh, and again, if you want to connect with us on Facebook, facebook.com slash go tell us the wall. Bridget, I think, was busy with the kids this week, but Bridget is always around helping us out. She's essentially our honor producer. Chris was standing in this week as well, but he's been on and off, um, so I think they, they're probably dealing with kids. That happens. Um, but join, like our page on Facebook, facebook.com slash go tell us the wall. Follow us on Twitter at tell the wall pod or at magic muppet. Uh, coming soon is Sean O'Rourke live, and of course on YouTube, uh, especially if you're only listening to this and you're not watching the live feeds or anything, definitely check out YouTube. Just search Go Tell to the Wall. Um, I don't even think you have to put podcasts for for the YouTube, but just search Go Tell to the Wall. It's going to take you to our channel, and you'll see all kinds of lovely videos and that kind of stuff. Um, and, of course, iTunes, Google Play Music, uh, Podomatic, and 
Player FM, any of those great podcast apps. Check it out. That's where you can consume the podcast itself um, outside of connecting with us through social platforms as well. And like I said, thank you all for listening. But please, 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 please subscribe and share uh, because we're losing some fans. But we also need to be gaining some fans at the same time because we've gotten a little divisive here. Uh, The good thing is the division is all based on common sense. So thank you all for joining us. Episode 33, Go Tell Us a Wall Podcast. I am Sean O'Rourke. Remember to always, always have passion, wall fans. And no matter what you do, no matter who you meet, no matter where you go, no matter why you do it, always, always, always use common sense.